The Evening Brothers are proud to present Twinkie Talk. Did we all did we all actually hit record? I hit record. Okay, I did too. But there was a moment did. of fear there that I was hit like, "Oh wait, like a fucking hero!" <laughs> thank you, thank yeah, you. Come Jack. on, we've done we've done eleven of these, ten of these, two of them. I couldn't even begin to tell. Some, some number Some number. Why why do you think we're qualified to know yeah. these these kind of things, Preston? That's, we're professionals because because you guys are the ones actually like putting effort into this and like doing all the work. <laughs> <laughs> finally we we have it recorded he finally said it <laughs> oh i i'll say it before i've i've definitely said it before and i'll say it again you guys are doing oh, all the work i'm just yes. i'm just a filthy freeloader over here <laughs> that's what we've always said about you yep <laughs> that's what we say behind your back after we do our secret second podcast <laughs> it's called out. preston is a filthy freeloader dot I biz that. um are we doing a are we doing an episode of a don't, podcast don't don't John, don't say anything. Oh, okay. Let's just wait. Sorry. <laughs> We're oh, not right. doing an this episode is, of a podcast. Is, uh, this is my movie, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, welcome no. back to the Twinkie Talk podcast presented by the Evening Brothers. Uh, I am Brother Preston. I am Brother Lincoln. And I would like to point out the Preston, you have done this intro literally exactly the same number of times. <laughs> All of us have also done this intro. That's it. <laughs> uh, I'm Brother John. That's all I got. I don't know. I'm... Yeah, I'm just yeah, here. Thank you, John, for thriving. doing it correctly. Uh, yeah, Lincoln, that's that's not at all how this intro works, but that's all right. Uh, oh, actually, oh, I'm sorry. I, you you should know. I do have a note. Uh, I'm I'm brother John and Lincoln. I think that was pretty critical of you, so I don't know if I would have done that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. I shouldn't have been so critical. Yeah, it's just it's just every time Preston does an intro, he acts like it's the first time he's ever done <laughs> he, it. He acts like it's the first time he realized we were recording a podcast. <laughs> And every time I fall for it because I go, oh, wait, he doesn't do this as often. And then I thought, wait, he does this exactly as often. It's not true at all. Yeah. See, Link, I'm just baiting you every single time. And it's hilarious. Every oh, well, single good to time. know. It's just another opportunity for me and John just to rip into you. It's another opportunity for comedy. That's what I always say when I wake up. <laughs> yeah, I, lo- I love I love getting baited and I love getting ripped. Yeah. So, you know, let's start. Well, well yeah, now that, now that we've uh, established that. Um, <laughs> this is the a, uh, a podcast where we, we punish each other by watching terrible movies um, and then talk about them. Uh, it was a very original idea. This is the only podcast that ever does this. Um, yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah, it is. The, uh, the movie that we watched for this episode is uh, After Earth. Starring Will and Jaden Smith. <laughs> and certainly oh, is. boy, is it a, a, a punishment and a half. Ooh. Maybe even two. It was, it is bad in ways that I have never experienced before. <laughs> it's heinous. Like, I thought yeah, it was bad last time. And now this is the second time that I've forced myself to watch this movie. And... <laughs> It, it got even worse. <laughs> I want to just, yeah. I want to dig into something real quick because last week Lincoln was very just, I would say giddy is the correct word that we've chosen that Preston, <laughs> you chose this movie. Mm. Lincoln, how you feeling? How you, how you doing? I'm feeling kind of, well, from the very beginning, I, when I, when I clicked on the movie and like hadn't really clicked play yet in my mind was still like an oblivion type 
movie. Yeah, so where it was like gonna, a good movie, That's like something that was decent. entertaining. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, from what I from what thirteen or fourteen year old me remembers in the trailers, I expected there was going to be some amount of like cool visuals some some amount of actually cool production design and it was going to have some flawed writing and that's what we were going to spend our time talking about mm. and then we started watching the movie and uh there there's not really cool visuals <laughs> and there's not really production design and so it, it doesn't feel you know in my mind was this kind of underappreciated sci-fi movie that maybe we could we could hit on some of the interesting or compelling aspects of it and uh and we did not. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this because it, it has a 1.5 stars on Letterboxd, but I actually think it's an overappreciated movie. <laughs> <laughs> Lincoln, can, can we just, you said we started watching this. You forced somebody else to watch this movie That's, with you? Oh, no, no. I'm saying I'm saying the we, this, the, the, the royal, royal podcast we. we. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. All right. I, I was just yeah, making yeah, yeah. sure that you, you didn't subject no, somebody no. else to this. I thought I thought I would not suggest anyone I love to this <laughs> okay, movie. Good. I thought you stumbled is... on something pressed in there. I thought you found something. I, I yeah. Well, I was just really, really hoping that Lincoln hadn't forced somebody else to watch this. Um, Man, that was this close. is one of those movies Preston. where with this podcast we are doing you a favor by watching this, so you don't have to. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Really, really, like really take yeah, our yeah. Other ones, just like other ones, we us... made some fun goofs about like, oh, you shouldn't watch it. Don't watch this because like I'm don't. not sure everyone who watches it makes it through. Like in life, I don't mean you stop the movie. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think this like, movie stops it, you. To the... <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. This is I think like like a, a wanted or perhaps a, a real steal is is one where. I think people still would would benefit from watching was, it. For, would have at least a good time. Lincoln, really cool you're the only pick. one of us that hates that movie and thinks it's bad. No, I'm I'm right now saying that it's worth watching. <laughs> oh, okay. I just I just <laughs> feel like you 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 named two movies that weren't neither of them were mine, and one of them was from both of you. So <laughs> okay, sorry. Or a cue the winged serpent <laughs> so... would still be worth watching. Thank you. No. That one is also not worth watching. <laughs> Preston, he gave me one compliment, Preston. Yeah, he gave you that compliment. I don't also have to give you that compliment. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I was going to say Constantine. I couldn't think of it in Sure time. you were. Um, so Preston, tell us about this movie. Bring us bring us home. We're about to wrap up this episode. We've had some fun today, folks. We've had, oh, a, lot had a lot of fun. We well, a lot of fun. First, I just want to say that I have the, uh, the plot pulled up because I don't want to miss any of the... Uh, heart-stopping, crucial components of this. Um, you wouldn't want to miss any of the no, two I, things I, that happened. <laughs> you, want, you don't want to miss either of the things that the, happened. Uh, the poster for it is uh, it's terrible. Like, it's almost worse than the movie. Well, that's a bold claim. Oh, Let's see. Hold on. <laughs> Back to the plot. It just Is it just like, like a slug has been cut in half <laughs> and then wiped on a blank sheet of laser paper? I thought you no, said worse like, than the movie. It's just, it's, it's Will and Jaden right like half their faces and they're both just looking real sort of intense but also just like very dead inside which i feel like describes this movie very very well <laughs> and then it says danger is real fear is a choice very prominently which is I don't know, kind I think of it's, a raw it's fine. line oh, oh we're all looking at it hang on kids hang on friends <laughs> we're all looking at it yeah this this wouldn't be the start of a fine. podcast without preston introducing a visual <laughs> without preston to trying it. to introduce a visual yep, element yep. I, so you're welcome i'm a graphic I'm a graphic designer. I literally, this is something I can professionally tell you if it's good or mm. not. Do tell. Are you looking at the one yeah, you can. with the two half faces or with their right. bodies? Yes, yeah, it's the, it's the IMAX the poster. The IMAX. Yep. 
Yeah, this is dog shit. This is really Thank not you. good. Thank you. <laughs> this is really bad. Like, it tells you nothing about the movie, <laughs> just that Will and Jaden Smith are in it, and that is the only reason you should watch it. To be fair, that is kind of the only reason anyone is, watched yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> it's kind of the only drawing factor. I want to talk about M. Night Shyamalan as a director really mm. quick. I think we ought to, because it's not going to be relevant <laughs> later on, because I'm not sure he made this movie. <laughs> I was I was trying to think about this man who has made some movies that I I really unironically genuinely love. Yeah. I love Unbreakable. I love The Sixth Sense. I even like Signs. I'm one of those crazy weirdos that likes oh, Signs sign, a lot. Signs is great. Okay, and I was thinking about how he could make a movie that is so much like materially and technically and like visually worse than even something like Johnny Mnemonic, which is just <laughs> at least cheap looking, yeah. but it doesn't like actively look bad. And I was thinking about how I like to think of myself as someone who can look into electronics and, and repair them. And because I have a modicum of knowledge about, for instance, Nintendo Switches, I can really irreparably damage <laughs> a Nintendo Switch a lot easier than someone who, li- who has no idea how to unscrew one and get, in, get inside. And so what I'm saying is I think M. Night knows just enough about filmmaking to just really fuck shit up. Got, you know, like he got he got right under the skin just far enough to find the exhaust port to toss the bomb through. Yeah. And and he's like, I have no idea how to get out of this. I I just know enough. This is it's me with a soldering iron in one hand and a screwdriver in the other saying, What have I just done? <laughs> I do I very much buy M. Night Shyamalan as a as a guy who's gotten himself too deep in the paint on one thing but really wants to not be doing that <laughs> thing anymore. That yeah. makes sense to me. I have a fun fact to share. Um <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope it's not related at all. Scrolling down on the Wikipedia page about this movie. Um uh, and apparently Will Smith came up with the story. Wow, Will Smith really Boy. had a premise. Yep. <laughs> Based a- on apparently he, Will Smith. He made up the story. It was supposed to be about a father and son like crashing their car in the mountains or a remote so, region with the son having to get rescue. That would have been so much already that would have been <laughs> then better. decided to change the setting to a thousand years in the future. Right. And also intended it to be the first car. in a trilogy. A tri- a tr- where okay. would you go? With this. I wouldn't, Preston, Wikipedia might be unreliable, but I would 100% believe that Will Smith in 2013 was like, I'm going to make a movie where I get to sit on a chair and talk at a screen for two hours and my son Jaden has to do all of the actual work. Yeah. And God damn it, he did it. He made it happen. <laughs> he did it. He made it happen. Let's, maybe we should, we should say what the actual movie's about yeah. so that people know what we're talking that about. That might be a good idea. Should we? Well, should so we this do movie. That? Yeah. We, we should. have to. <laughs> And, and Preston, you sh- you should go s- just off your notes from now on. The the, like I I, I you don't want him. To, I just want your memory. You don't want cheat codes. I don't want cheat codes. <laughs> the notes. <laughs> Is that a blank piece of paper? <laughs> There's no notes. Preston. <laughs> oh, that's why he has the Wikipedia Preston, pulled up. The balls of that decision are blinding. <laughs> because there there is nothing noteworthy <laughs> to note about this movie. I've got no. Other than, oh, I hard disagree. I got pages on pages on pages, my <laughs> oh, guy. Excellent. I disagree. Right, good. good, good, good. Perfect. So, but the, I, I stand by what I said. Walk <laughs> us through this totally right. blind. Yeah. So the premise of this movie is, um, you've got Will Smith, who's like this 
He's like a general in the military. He's got his son. And humans have left Earth, presumably because everything evolved to kill them, and they had to leave. Uh, so they moved to another planet that has these crazy monster beast things that tries to get them and hunts with fear. It's like a blind mm-hmm. beast hunts with fear. And so the, the entire premise of the movie is that Will Smith's character cannot feel Well, it fear. hunts by smelling fear. What? Uh-huh. It can smell right. your Sorry. fear. You said it hunts with fear. It was like, yeah, I guess that's kind of, that's true. <laughs> it's not good, incorrect. Sorry. Lincoln, that's not the hair to split. It's with not this incorrect. <laughs> hunts by smelling fear. And Will Smith's character is immune to these monsters because he has no fear. Uh, or emotions whatsoever. Or emotions whatsoever, which gets interpreted yeah. with absolutely zero emotion, interesting acting, just total stoic. You could have gotten a tree to play this part better. Uh, for pretty much the entire movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You've also got this really interesting monster hunts by smelling fear um, topic that gets brought up very early in the movie and then doesn't actually get sh- brought up until the end because um, that would have made a much more interesting movie. Um, <laughs> and we can't and have we that. Can't have that. Um, God forbid. Instead, we yeah, get yeah. a video oh. game leveling up. Um of, we do. Uh, That's true. Ty, the uh, uh, Jaden Smith's character, um, as he sort of goes on a, a wild and mystical adventure across Earth, uh, fighting monkeys and leeches and mountain lions and uh, freezing cold. Yeah, great. There's there's the synopsis. Yep, that's a, that's so a if you, that's the first. If that's what you came here for, I want to address Will Smith's acting. Mm. I could watching him. An actor, this is, I'm going to be saying this sentence a lot. An actor who's made movies I really do like. Yeah. A charismatic <laughs> man. A charismatic man. Hitch, he can elevate a script. I've himself. seen him do it. <laughs> the Fresh Prince. <laughs> Big Willie style himself. His eminence. I could swear that M. Night is just behind the camera with a gun <laughs> pointed at Jaden saying... Saying if if your eyebrows so much as move, <laughs> I will pull this goddamn trigger. Yeah, I feel like I feel like to say that is to assume that it's not just like a how do I phrase this sickness that he gained <laughs> on this movie and then passed down to his son because I think neither of these people <laughs> deliver a line with with actually I wrote I wrote a note here. Um, that says Jaden Smith delivers these lines with all the emotion of a Guinness World Record holder for most plastic surgery in face. And I feel like that's, yeah, it's like, it is unfathomable how bad these guys are in in this movie. And like, they're good in in other shit. Like, what happened here? (laughs) It's like they're they're competing with each other to see who can move their mouth the least. (laughs) Yeah. See, the problem is they took Will Smith who in, uh, let's just say Men in Black, is really fun and quippy and entertaining and larger than life. And then you said, hey, take all of those things that you're great at acting and bring to the role and just get rid of all of that. <laughs> That's true. It feels like a, like an anti-Will Smith. Like, like, let's, yeah, let's take everything that you could, that you can shine with and just flush it down the toilet. Wow. Is it possible that they did find the negative Smith? <laughs> Bill Smith, <laughs> Billiam Smith. 
Bill Smith, the Dark King of Sacramento. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, I don't even I have think anything to add. Now that now that you know, I've I've seen that fun fact that Will Smith conceived that story. I think he thought of the story and then was playing a video game and said, "Hey, this is how this movie's gonna go." Where but like a he, bad one, one where you have to like oh, grind your way up to the levels. Right. Yeah. He's just leveling up. Uh, at some point, he like destroys some of his resources, and it's like a whole thing. Oh yeah, that's right. He does. Yeah. I feel like I feel like I I I fully believe that this idea came to Will Smith when he was driving through the mountains for some reason, and then he like <laughs> almost got into an accident, and he went, "God, could you imagine?" And then that's like the end of his thinking on that. It's just like, man, can you, you imagine what, if I did? This movie starting with, if it had been in real life and it started with a car accident, I think I would have bought in so much more to this movie. I think I already would have cared more about the characters because I know that they're like in real actual life and there's real actual stakes involved. And like the yeah, whole like fear thing, like it, that you know what? have to M. be M. Night would have a... done a much better job directing that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, it's like the whole like fear concept, which makes them so wooden, like that wouldn't be there would be so much. No, 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 it would. No, be, it would. It would be like a. it'd be about overcoming the it'd fear be like a deer that that can <laughs> you smell like scared. You smell like scared, but thankfully I've got a velvet nose. <laughs> you can just <laughs> just pet me. And now's probably good a time as any to start going through the going through the pot beat by beat and, and give our good our good podcast mm. humor. That we're yes, known the, for. We start doing the good that, podcast do humor. We have it. I think it's. I think it's just a good a time as any. <laughs> it's so much as none of us really would like to do that, but we kind of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I. First of all, I'd like to apologize to all of our viewers. The synopsis that I just gave was far more interesting than the actual movie. Uh, for real, because I am trying to make this exciting and failing. You know, let's not apologize though. Let's, we just gave them a more interesting experience than watching the movie. Well, we should probably apologize, just maybe not for well, that. Let's just let's just do this. If you think about watching this movie, instead, just go watch sixty five. Is that good? Yeah. Is that any good? Eh, it's, it's slightly better. <laughs> I mean, you look you compare it to this movie, and it's a cinematic masterpiece. <laughs> I just love I love that the bar is so low that I'm like, hey, is that movie good that you just compared to being better yeah. than this movie? And Preston goes. You know, there's 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 actual acting in it, and it feels like there's very real stakes. Somebody Uh, and there's there's dinosaurs, so you know the monsters are better. I'm thinking about a movie. There's like this movie I can I'm I'm imagining that's like a metaphor for parenting, (laughs) and there's dinosaurs, and they're like you know there's like a father figure who has to guide kids through a dangerous situation. Um, Dino-to- Dinotopia, the movie Dinotopia. Oh yeah, Dinotopia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Do you guys remember Dinotopia? Actually, this podcast is just talking no about idea. Dinotopia now. Dinotopia. <laughs> I, I cannot tell if I want to say yes, but I, I don't know if this is a real thing or if this is in in the there's goof. A, there's no goof involved in this. Wait, wait. <laughs> oh no. You're, you're telling. There's. A movie called Dinotopia? Yes. Oh, okay. Because I, I heard yeah, Lincoln yeah. start to talk, and I was about to start listing shows that have Pedro Pascal in it. Oh, yeah. America's Dad, Pedro <laughs> Pascal. Yep. So yep. what what is this movie that 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 Bill did? What did he do to us? <laughs> well, so we Our open, Dark King Bill. 
You, you know how last week we had a real um, <laughs> terrible opener to Johnny Mnemonic with an opening crawl and some flashing lights? Uh, this is somehow worse where we it get is. a montage narrated by Jaden Smith, who is so like whiny and like... Yeah, his voice is so thin. <laughs> it feels like he he did the whole voiceover like leaning away from the mic with his hoodie like over his eyes <laughs> better like you gave a little kid like a whole bunch of sugar and a whole bunch of caffeine and said hey read this script <laughs> we get introduced to our our boy uh, katai um, karate kid we're gonna call him karate kid right like we're perfect. not gonna call him katai <laughs> karate, karate kid katai. who does zero cool moves zero cool moves uh hey he's got that one cool because he's got that one against the jaguar where he sort of like Kind of tries to like tackle it at one point in the nest. Oh yeah, that's a cool that's move. A oh, that's, yeah, he, that's a he cool does move. the cool like staff thing and just sort of yeah taps it through. All right, fair enough, mm-hmm. fair enough. So, anyways, what does he do? Well, here's what he does, Lincoln. We get introduced to him. That uh, his dad. I just I feel the pace. <laughs> I feel it. <laughs> um. Or his dad is the big bad general who who can ghost, which is when you feel no fear and exude no fear, and the the uh, the monster can't smell you and can't hunt you. Um, and then we get introduced to Katai, who uh, mm-hmm. on in his first scene fails his uh, um, final exam to become a big bad ranger, um, and he he sort of has a little temper tantrum in. Yes, the sort military of. commander's office, um, <laughs> and his very squeaky, just absolutely heinous voice that I cannot get over and will not get over. Um, Nor should you. It's a crime. <laughs> yep, it it truly is. This whole movie is a is a war crime for sure. Um, yeah, I want to to you know you've seen the movie A Quiet Place. I have not. Have you seen it, not. Preston? Okay. Well, it's I've good. seen it. It's worth watching. Yeah, it's great. It is so, it's a rare treat to be able to not only imagine what the first draft that they obviously would have just thrown away would have looked like, but also see that movie actually get Full made. Full to fruition. Like imagining what the, yeah, what the, what the first draft of A Quiet Place that, you know, that was one of 50, that one actually got made and it is after Oh, Earth. 100%. Yeah. Which, okay, actually, you know what? While we're on it, I think this is as good a time as any, as Lincoln is so fond of saying. Um, <laughs> I am, I, this is, I don't know. Okay, I, I'm trying to decide if this is going to be a blade boner. But I'm so, <laughs> I'm so frustrated that aliens, alien monsters in movies, apparently can only be the Cloverfield alien. Like, it can only be a thing with a weird head and a bunch of arms and the same skin color for the whole deal. Why? It's aliens. Why are we not being more creative in the design? You want killer the quiet place? No, the quiet. Well, <laughs> yes, but no. The quiet place aliens get a pass Edge of for tomorrow. me because they have like a thing to them. Edge of tomorrow is exactly mm. what I'm talking about. Mm. It's just a no. They're they're like they're like smoke. They're like they're like weird. Of, oh, maybe I'm thinking of them. Made of sand. I, mean, I really thought they were mm. anyway. Yeah. But like. What I'm talking about is the, like, oh, I'm thinking of Tomorrow War. The Tomorrow War aliens and the, like, just that... A movie we have all seen. What have you... You know, hey, I've you know what? It. Don't don't <laughs> test me, Lincoln, because Chris <laughs> Pratt is about to punch you for this podcast, okay? <laughs> but does this, does this get to you guys? Like, is it frustrating to you that aliens are all exactly this? 
I mean, also the fact that aliens can apparently only be into one sense at a time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They've evolved so far that they're just real good at smelling. Or real or, or hearing. hearing. But or only fear. They, they can't actually at, smell humans, just their their fear. Just their fear. The funny thing, humans emit so many other smells, regardless of the kind of emotions that we feel. There it would have been quite easy to just tune an alien to any one of those, like sweat, you know. We sweat whether or not we're afraid. Yeah, but then Jaden would have to learn how to not sweat. <laughs> he accomplished that in this movie. <laughs> Do you see him sweat even no, once? No, but he does so much running. That's a good point, actually. Well, so smart clock. May, so may, actually, never mind. Suit. Aliens have the right idea. Oh, yeah. I feel Here's responsible for getting us off, off track. Yeah, bring us back. Well, no, I was just about to say, which, the you know, the costuming design of this movie is not terrible. Yeah, I like, agree. That suit's pretty sick. No, it's suit not. With it's like not. the color changing. The suit's cool. And like the backpack, like the that's color changing. Cool. And the color changing's done really tastefully. Yeah. Like it always looks. Yeah, nice. it's a good time. I fully agree. Yeah. All right. Now that we've talked about the uh, potentially the only good thing in this movie, um, 100%. <laughs> there's a there's a whole family scene where um, Will acts like an asshole army father. Uh, Jaden mm-hmm. acts like a little asshole brat. Um, the and and the mom is acting very reasonable, yep. <laughs> just level, yep. even keel. Did did either of you? Did all the shot reverse shots disorient and frustrate you in this scene? 100%. Where it like almost looks like a split diopter shot, but actually maybe he was like key Jaden's side of his face was like keyed into the yeah, scene. Yeah, absolutely. Like I was, I kept watching it like what is wrong? I can't, I don't understand what's happening and why is it so, why does this look so yeah, weird? Yeah, it is, it is bad in a way that can only be described as Star Wars prequelsy. Like there is something <laughs> yes. so specifically yes. bad about that just right, right before they had good like CGI and good green screens and things that they could make kind of blend into that just oh so close to being that almost that and they really thought it was there and it's this like you see one half of Jaden's face and he's on the left side of the frame but then you see the other half of his face and he's still on the left side of the frame and you're like is he like running back and forth across the (laughs) table every time one of his parents speaks to him that's what you don't that's why he can run so fast is because he's he's running a lot in his home he's ah, I see I see he's from a he's from a digital family so They've got to all, you know, work, work with each other. And then, yeah. So then they finally go to like a wider shot of the whole table. And I felt like I took a breath for the first time. Just like, I was so, it was so like, oh, I don't like You didn't have to think about it finally. Uh Uh-huh. See, I was breathing the entire time because there was zero tension, (laughs) excitement, drama. No, I'm saying the only tension I felt was the tension of like, how is this shot going to function? (laughs) And the answer was it it, it wasn't. (laughs) It wasn't going to. (laughs) So then we so then um, wife character um, convinces Will to take Jaden on a space journey um, because maybe they'll be, you know, it'll be some good, healthy father son bonding. And definitely nothing could possibly go wrong. Yeah, especially not since we're moving one of the aliens. Preston, you're making me so sad having told me that the original setting of this movie was our own time and place. Because right now I'm imagining literally the identical scene but shot in like a cabin, in like an actual <laughs> cabin. And I and it already feels it just would feel like better. No, you'd There's you'd a, shoot that in a city though. Like you'd you'd have it be oh, yeah, some fine. big glitzy city and it would be that to to, mm-hmm. to kind of counteract the later 
woodsiness. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, now sure. I'm imagining shooting it in like a medium-sized apartment building in New yeah. York. And it still feels way oh, better. Very good. No, this is yeah, that would be a better movie. And I'm and I'm imagining the like the father coming home from the military and being disappointed or something. Like this veneer of fiction that is just so like pervasive, <laughs> but also so like attention is brought to it so much. It feels like it's always cutting against any anything that the movie could say oh, yeah. or be. Like hammocks? Who sleeps in hammocks? Well, we what all is... know Lincoln does other things in hammocks, but you know. <laughs> what is this yes, we from? do. There's a space hammock, do they have it? Does What he... did you think? There's a space hammock. I didn't even write a note about it. Sure, you did. he wrote pages. Oh. <laughs> pages. He wrote a book on the space hammock. Space hammocks wouldn't work in zero gravity. Well, they're not in zero gravity. It's not. It's not. That's anyway. true. So, Preston, what? What's okay, fine? I loved it. <laughs> Let's move there on. There we go. This is the we scene where Will Smith. <laughs> this is the scene where where old Billy gives uh, gives his wife, who thank you, ironically is not played by his wife. I was so shocked by that, like to my core. Anyway, mm-hmm. he gives her the worst looking necklace that I've ever seen in my whole life. It it. I love her fake surprise. She goes, Yeah, oh yeah, oh, like like she didn't just like she's. It, it's as if she's like in front of a mirror. Yeah, like as, <laughs> and Will Smith doesn't know that the mirror is as there. if she didn't just receive a necklace that looks like a testicle. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, there is there is one one person who can act in this movie. Um, I will give you a hint. It is none of the major characters. Well, there's a lot of people who can. There's just also quite a few who choose not to. Okay, they, fair. yeah, they who did it. That's very fair. They just didn't. That's fair. Wait, hold on. This is—he's gamified it for us, Lincoln. There's one person who yep. can act in this movie. All right, we'll, we'll see if you guys can can guess. Okay. Um, the gonna, sister. Yeah, I know. Going. It's the if you if calling shots. It's the sister. Is it the sister? It's the sister. Okay, I guess there's two. She actually. Acts. Yes, ah, I'll take it. Is it is it the guy from the office that's on the ship? Is the office, the office the on the ship? Yeah, yeah. It's Pam's fiance. He's on the ship. That's, He's like sitting next to the big sphere. That's who that was. <laughs> I couldn't figure really? it out. Is it that guy? Is he the guy who gives the whole speech to... Oh, no. no it's that guy. <laughs> that's who yeah. you're saying. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty good too. It's the only halfway decent acting performance in this. Besides the sister. That's fair. I'll give you that one. Thank you. Yeah, she did, she did does great. a pretty good job. So, yeah. So, uh... After the scene with the necklace, yep. so Will no, I'm sorry, Big Willie style <laughs> goes. Um, oh yeah, the, the alternate version would be Wig Billy, Wig, <laughs> Wig Billy Wig, style, Wig Billy Lyles, <laughs> Wig Billy Lyle, Wig Billy Lyle, alligator hunter, <laughs> the disgusting Duke of Bel Air, <laughs> the disgust, the disgusting Duke of Fresno. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, he walks into to Jaden's room, and Jaden is just like blankly staring into space. Well, he's he's practicing yeah. to be, you know, being emotionless, to have no fear. And exactly yes. right. And I he's think he's trying to go. You know, he thinks his dad works the same way. He's trying to be so still and without fear that his dad can't <laughs> can't see him, can't smell <laughs> his fear, can't find him. I, 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 guys, maybe gang, gang. I hate it when my dad smells my fear. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> That's my least I mean, favorite thing. He makes thing. me go on a spaceship with him. Yeah, he makes me go on a spaceship. He makes me mow the lawn. It's the worst. <laughs> mow the lawn until you're not afraid anymore. 
<laughs> Move your fears away. <laughs> Are we going to start a youth program for troubled teens? <laughs> Mow your fears away. It's, it's, it's called Big Brother Fear Smelling Dad. <laughs> Big Brother Fear Smelling Dad medium sized lawnmower. <laughs> so, anyways. Uh, yeah, John, I think you, you hit the nail on the head with a, with a prequels comparison. Thank you. And I would also venture to say very spy kids of this movie. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's got the stank. But the problem is spy kids have a, have a sense of like silliness and campiness that this movie does not. True. This movie has the look of a spy kids movie, but the like severity of the prequels. Uh, There is a single goof or joke that lands in this entire movie. (laughs) Preston, no, you really—I don't think there is. You really slid into that sentence. I can't help but notice. How do we feel about the fact that there are four actors in the whole world who can pull off Shyamalan's dialogue, and one of them is Mel Gibson? <laughs> does he? Yeah, he does. Yeah, in what movie? he totally does. In Signs. Oh, I haven't seen that. In one. Signs. Yeah. Well, okay, hold on. The four: Mel Gibson, Joaquin Just... Phoenix, Bruce Willis. I'm three out of four. Hold on, I can do it. Is it the kid? It's the kid. It's the kid in uh, in in Sixth Sense. I that's actually not the people who I had in mind, or not, not the last one who I had. None of but... them. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm saying the last. Oh, okay. I didn't. I actually didn't think of four people. I just I just like pulled four out oh. of, out of my ass. But... Well, I here I am making myself look the fool. <laughs> but you delivered. You delivered. I think those are. I think those are the four though. I think you did get I mean, it. I'm hard pressed to find anybody else who seems like a human being, and I'm including himself anytime he shows up in his movies yeah i was gonna say i think anya taylor joy wouldn't have if she had to say anything but since she doesn't have very much dialogue in split she could kind of just you know get away with it she She was in that that. she yeah she's great i think james mcavoy again we wouldn't think he could have pulled it off if that movie had more dialogue well he's just laying the accents on pretty thick as i think what gets him through yeah Have we made it to space in this movie? Are we there? No. No. We're close, though. We're really close. So they go to space. Um, <laughs> Thank you. They're in the uh, the, the ship. Um, which the ship and, like, the set design is... Why does the ship look like it smells like an unfinished basement? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so imagine... It does. Okay, okay. I'm about to, to make this analogy. Um... So thank you for warning. I'm us. about to hear it. <laughs> no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm very scared that that I'm scared to make this this comparison. Um, oh, Preston, like because forty-five I'm seconds of me talking compare... about Blades Boner. You're good. <laughs> it's not going to be the so, worst. So the set design of this movie. Imagine the the world in Guardians of the Galaxy three. That's like all organic, and like kind of goofy and like a little unsettling. Yeah. But like it works and it's kind of cool. Like sort of that aesthetic. Uh-huh. And also just really but like not fun and funny. You know this analogy is but really it died. falling apart. It died. <laughs> no, um, I actually I I understand what you're saying cuz it's got it's got that yucky door. Well, it's got that very that, like organic like Yeah, yeah. feel that they were yeah, going for. It, it Like the inside of the ship is like an esophagus. Yeah. yeah. It's like it's like if H.R. Giger, like, took a shit, this is probably what it would look like. <laughs> Who's H.R.? <laughs> Hang on. Yeah, Google him. He's the guy who, he did a lot of designs, but he did the, the design for the Xenomorph and Alien. 
Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. His design, he's he's uh, he's really good. Oh, he's, he's really good at his a job. Genius, yeah. <laughs> this is very David work. Lynch's dune to me. Masterpiece. Oh, oh, yes, yeah. oh, for sure. Totally. Sorry, I, I should have brought that up. And given Lincoln, you can understand why I like it so much. <laughs> there we go. Now we're Preston, now we're gonna have to if, listen to Lincoln talk about David Lynch's Dune. For <laughs> what have you done? We were just out. We finally I'm got out of it. So sorry. So the CGI when the ship is actually in the air doesn't look bad fine. at all. It's perfectly fine. Looks There's fine. There's a couple of shots of CGI um, in this movie that I think are very passable. Very downright passable. <laughs> I think I think they are acceptable as hell. Why? So we yeah we mentioned the inside of the basement is or not the basement, the spaceship is so like it's we didn't touch on that it's so bare. Yeah, there's nothing on the walls. Yeah, there's no cables or lights or anything. It's, it's like a warehouse of a ship. It's like they got three quarters the through designing the set and Shyamalan was like, oh that's fine. <laughs> They're like, oh we had a bunch of we have all these like stickers we're gonna put and we have all this plaster work we're gonna finish up on. He's like, no, no, you're good. Yeah, it he's does, like, let's just I shoot think it that's right. My issue with it. it feels very unfinished. Yeah, and it yeah. doesn't, and it's shot in the least flattering way possible. Yeah, and yeah, and it like, doesn't feel unfinished in like a military way. Like it doesn't, it doesn't feel like a militaristic it feels like an unfinished set yeah. not a not a bare bones 100%. military transport yeah like if they had put them in an actual like inside of a military jet and not done any changes at all except maybe cgi a couple blue lights in the top it would have been more convincing than would have bought it yeah also it looks so uncomfortable to sleep in like he's just like <laughs> yeah they're all just asleep just directly against the wall with no headrest or anything yeah like an airplane but worse <laughs> yeah like imagine falling asleep on i can't even i don't even know <laughs> I, I imagine falling asleep on a razor scooter <laughs> that's probably <laughs> that's probably there it is. the equivalent amount of comfort <laughs> he found it and there's so many weird like elements that they try to mix in like when uh, when the next thing that happens is Jaden goes exploring and walks through what i can only describe as a grass wall of a tiki bar oh with, like, yeah that was disgusting bar. Didn't like it. Oh, I was looking down. I didn't see that. (laughs) Which is holding the dangerous monster. Yeah, it looked like like a car wash. I didn't like it at all. Wait a second. Wait a second. They're holding the monster. The monster's trapped in a big rock. Surely they could have just like boiled the rock or or sent it into space or something. Like why why are they keeping this monster alive? Are they gonna like try to get information out of it later? Do they ever explain that? Because the plot demands it. Yeah, we need a monster for this movie. Obviously, I just Lincoln, I just realized. It's, it's, yeah, it's why did, why are they keeping happen. it alive? It's it's trapped right now. <laughs> you know, because the more realistic thing would be if if these monsters came to Earth, and that's why they couldn't be on Earth anymore. But we need God, to save so it for sense. the boss battle. So conveniently, perfect sense. The the monster mm-hmm. is guarding the tail yeah. section where it was held. Um, so Jaden has they, time to so go they were the gonna throw it away before he meets the the monster. Yeah, they were gonna eject it, but Shyamalan was like, "Oh, sorry, we need this. We need this asset. We can't we can't render a new one." Or maybe it was just in his contract that hey, we have to have one big cool monster at the end. Yes, a man known for all the big cool monsters in his movies. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good point, actually. Also, the spaceship feels like it's not moving at all. There's like no sense of motion or momentum, even in the more, even in the like shaky, we're going to hit the asteroid scene. Yeah, no. Which is a bad scene. I also want to point out. Oh, 
I have seen puzzles that are solved with more drama and panache <laughs> than this navigating through the asteroid belt. And this is the problem yeah, is with, with Will Smith's acting is he's just so stoic and wooden and boring. Did you just call him Lil Smith? <laughs> I, <was gonna> say, <laughs> I, I love it. I love that. I love it. It's Bill Smith and Lil Smith. <laughs> well, I, I am talking about Will Smith in this case. Um, ah, ah, but like his whole Billy. scene is just like the entire <laughs> scene Billy. is just like the two pilots like kind of freaking out but not really and will Smith just standing there with a straight face and so you never actually feel any suspense or excitement or intensity with the scenes like oh no well will smith doesn't feel anything so there's no reason to be worried i was that's that's a i totally agree i was trying to watching this movie is almost a master class in how to make drama because it does such a (laughs) poor job at it that it's like it's very easy to look through it and be like oh, this is what they didn't do and that's why it didn't work. So I want to ask you guys, if you were directing the same exact scene, so the setup is is very, very similar, what would you change to make anybody watching it feel even slightly like there's some intensity or that there's some danger? Ooh, ooh, I have one. Scene? I have an idea. Ooh, yes, go um, ahead. I would shoot it in a way that didn't feel like a rom-com for Netflix. <laughs> I would shoot it. So, so be, be specific. I would shoot it with angles that look like, hey, we thought about this angle. Maybe, maybe one or two from like lower on a panel, looking up at somebody, being afraid. Ooh, get a yeah. little of that. I'd mm. get a couple of maybe exterior shots that have any intrigue whatsoever. Throw one of those or <laughs> one or two of those in there. I might. Yeah, yeah. I might. I love this. Dare I say? Have Ooh, o- have old Billy the Kid show a little emotion for the Ooh. first time Ooh. in this movie. That's a that's a that's an interesting idea. But the here the problem is, um, he he refuses. <laughs> he's just <laughs> he's, he's going not to. going to. <laughs> Preston, what would you do? <laughs> Here's okay. I think the biggest issue with this movie is the lack of emotion and interesting acting. Um, and like the whole fear premise and how, how Will's character just has that zero fear ghosting thing the entire time. I want to see him like switch it on and off. So like instead of him. Ah, so you're saying as an actor. Right. Maybe. Presumably. <laughs> yes. Um, where you're I would suggesting he might scene, play a character <laughs> where I would rewrite the scene as him. As Will Smith and Will Smith are in the back, you know, doing some some good father son bonding as as they're supposed to be doing on this trip, um, when suddenly you know ship goes crazy, starts breaking, whatever, but they don't know what's happening. So then he goes up to the front, worried because oh my kid's in here, and then he has to switch on ah. the fear thing to then save that like like. like take control of the ship and save it and then crash land it instead of what he does which is hey there's an issue with the ship and then the pilots are like no there's no issue and then oh there's an issue so he just solves that with zero suspense or interestingness and then he says hey warp us now and they go no and he goes no do it and then they do it and it's pretty much fine (laughs) like he's just sort of stands there stoically everything he says or wants like everything he says to do just works and there's zero conflict there yeah 
Do you think that that was intentional? Do you think the movie is trying to get us to to adopt the ghost <laughs> protocol and and not feel any fear even when presented with danger? I'll tell you what, I felt nothing for this movie, so they nailed it. They succeeded. They killed it. <laughs> Great job. Here's here's what I here's okay. This is the biggest thing. We're we're jumping ahead a little bit, but this is what I want out of this movie. Fucking, I'm not worried. Finally, <laughs> <laughs> is I want a scene. I want the scene in Dune where I'm so sorry. I have to bring up Dune again. Um, it's bound to happen. It's but I think M. this Shyamalan's is a great Dune. like analogy where the scene where this is M night Shyamalan's David Lynch's <laughs> Dune. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry to interrupt you. Where, 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 where Jessica is like outside the door. Paul is being tested and she's like really scared, nervous. And then she says the litany of fear and then is like calm and accepting, and we get to watch that emotional change. I want that for Will Smith's character. I think that would make this movie I, a thousand times more interesting. It would tie everything together more, add some more stakes, and you would actually feel anything about it. I thought about the litany against fear in this movie. Yeah. I thought about it. I didn't I didn't go any further. Didn't have any fault. Preston, I agree with you. I think that would be if 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 I connected yeah, with I totally the characters on this in this movie, I genuinely think I could very easily overlook all the production design and all of that and all the like kind of negative sides of it and go, hey man, that was a pretty solid sci-fi movie. Pretty solid movie. But when you don't connect to any of the characters and then CGI Jaden Smith jumps <laughs> off a like random piece of rock. It's a log. I don't know, man. Yeah, there's no reason. I don't really care. I don't really care. (laughs) Which that also leads me into my my second big issue with this movie is none of the characters really have any sort of like meaningful emotional arc. Like no. Well, they they go through the they go through the song and dance of one, but we're not like actually we're we're told we're not we're not shown that there is one. Yeah, like by the end of the movie. Will Smith looks at his son as if he cares about him, but that is and then he at no point him. in the movie are we led to believe that hug. that makes any sense. <laughs> and there's like some powerful, there's some would have been powerful subtext in that like the the dad uh, lost his daughter to one of these monsters and he blames himself. Yeah. And he also kind of, he blames himself and by extension he blames his son. And so his son is wrestling with the same kind of guilt that his dad is putting on him. And, but there's no like we we see all this happen and yet it doesn't add up to anything. It doesn't it doesn't create any any drama or feeling. No, it's got nothing. There's a lot of movies that if a, if the if the central conflict was that a character lost his daughter and is blaming his son for it, that would maybe bring me to tears. Yeah. <laughs> that's, oh, for sure. That's like a powerful premise. Boys, I think it's about time. Um we're we're a little over halfway through <laughs> this episode. Um and I just think I think that it's the right time to take a second and address a word from our sponsors. And our sponsors today uh, is the book Vin Diesel Fueled for Success. So, oh, yes. Yes, I forgot. So, so uh, I found this book at uh, Second and Charles for $1.47. Um, and I read it in two days because it's very small. And also, I was very intrigued. And I'd like to just, I, we, we could do a whole book report on it if we want to, but really more than anything, I've got just a few excerpts that I kind of want to read to you guys, if you don't mind. 
I really can this be like a backdoor pilot for vindication? I think it's about time. This is this is our little mini episode of vindication, a podcast that at least Lincoln forgive and us, I... Father, for we have vind. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's called the Vineyard. Uh, I think the it's, Vineyard is. It's funnier. one of those two, but we're the Vinions, and we um. <laughs> we have... So I just want to read to you. Okay, my first my first excerpt comes from literally the beginning of the book, um, like the first chapter. Uh, the first two sentences, three sentences, I'll go three. Um, it is the most unhinged opening to a book I have ever read. <clears throat> Never let it be said that Vin Diesel has forgotten his roots. On September 11th, 2001. <laughs> on defensive immediately. On September 11th, 2001, Vin was very far from oh, his no. native Manhattan. <laughs> he was across the country in California. <laughs> that is how this book fucking starts it starts with 9-11 boys okay can every episode of, of the vineyard be start start with never let it be said and then we say something about that's not true about vin diesel can you can you imagine the tonal whiplash that i experienced in going from hey i got this book on vin diesel to remember our nation's one of our nation's greatest tragedies <laughs> never let it be said i was so unprepared for this concept say it one more time i need to memorize it, <laughs> it was... i need to memorize it like a prayer <laughs> <laughs> like a confession <laughs> forgive me father uh, for i have been i will now read <laughs> chapter one verse never one let it be said father Vin. that you have forgotten your roots <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's so oh man this this book is so incredible i cannot ex- express how happy it makes me because it's obviously it's not written by vin diesel or as far as i can tell anyone who's even met vin diesel it seems to me a collection of reviews and interviews that he's done that they've sort Some, of patched uh, vignettes, in. if you will couple of vignettes oh, holy shit yeah some vignettes thank you president you might you might have to be part of this project now that is my contribution oh man uh, come on another, another... I, I can only be a filthy freeloader on one podcast you know that's that's enough work for me another fun kind of uh, a quote from this book is a quote from Vin Diesel himself. And it's really not funny until you hear where the, the quote comes from. That's where the left turn comes in. Um, it says, when you're a bouncer, he was a bouncer, by the way, something I learned. Uh, when you're a bouncer, everything you say has to be reinforced with an unspoken threat that the situation can be handled in a physical manner. He explained on beatboxbetty.com. <laughs> <laughs> Those are some unhinged forums back yeah, in the early 2000s. gets intense. Um, th- oh, this is a fun quote. Vin Diesel has an amazing voice. Just ask producer Alex, Allison Abate. And then direct quote, Vin's voice is great, she said on the Iron Giant's official website. Great. It. I mean, yeah, he he has done some good she voice She sure acting. said it. I appreciate um, the, the back of the book says he's diesel powered. He's diesel powered. As if... <laughs> What was I've got, like, John? John, in your professional graphic designer um, experience, what, what yeah. was the uh, the the artistic purpose behind that inclusion of telling us that he's diesel powered? Right. 
How, um, I, he just answered the question. That's it. <laughs> I like, just tell us that he's diesel powered. How would you? Uh, what's the point of saying he's diesel powered other than to say he's diesel powered? What kind of question yeah, is that? If I was diesel powered, I would let everyone know. <laughs> um, here's an ironic little quote. I've got two more for you, boys, and then we we, we will have hopefully Thank found you. our funny, and then we can jump back into the podcast. Um, and this one's a little bit longer, and I just think it's 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 really telling of the exact year, which is 2002, that this book was written and came out. Um, <clears throat> direct quote. In fact, Vin says that no amount Universal Studios could have offered that would have gotten him to sign on to the prequel of the fa- sequel of the Fast and Furious. I'm committed to a sequel of Pitch Black, maybe a trilogy of sequels, and I knew going into Triple X that I would want to revisit Xander Cage. I put a lot of energy into making that character and the film as good as they could be, and with that thought in mind, he explained to E! Online, with The Fast and Furious, I didn't go into it thinking I would make a second one. Well, he I knew love, he wanted to make I love that he said he put a lot of energy into Triple X. <laughs> he put so much energy into Triple X. Because we've reviewed that movie. We have felt we have felt the diesel powered strength from his performance. Oh, oh yeah. We 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 feel it. We sense it. We can smell it. So and then the last one, and this is where I'm like, you had a long enough book. I don't know why we're doing this. Um but the last one is just an example of what the final chapter of this book is focused around. I find this is a this is a quote from Vin for a second. I find myself looking for a quiet secure for quiet for security. Serenity has all of bleh. serenity has all of a sudden become more important. Okay, that's the quote. And then this is really what I wanted to read to you. Um, that might come as a surprise to some people, but as an astrologer, Vin's mom had to know that that was a natural state of mind for her cancer son. And so the rest of the chapter <laughs> is just about what astrology says about cancers and how that applies to Vin Diesel. Guys, this book is the most unhinged thing I've ever read. I'm so <laughs> glad it exists. It, it just makes me so happy. There's a quiz at the end of it, just on Vin Diesel. So it's. Can you mail this book I to think, me? After I you're think done we're with gonna it? have to. <laughs> so. Um, maybe I'll find. I'll track. Yeah, I just wanted to. I just wanted to. I feel like that was a good. A good moment for us to find our funny. Um, Can I? It was. I think we have. Just take just now. a moment to appreciate mm. the 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 way that you're you're um talking about this this moment of finding our funny um yeah. sort of remind it's it's like a it's like we're, we're taking it's like a like a like a it's like reading the bible verse of this of the the service <laughs> it's like okay. oh we need yeah. to take a yeah, second yeah, yeah. you know and and read from our bible the the book about with vin reverence <laughs> yeah <laughs> with reverence the book vin diesel fueled for success i just yes. i just appreciate that that is vin diesel is what we're doing right now Feels important to me. It's a moment of quiet mm. reflection. Indeed. Of somber, of somber thinking about about. about yeah, actually, if Mr. If Diesel. I can ask that we do take a moment, uh, <laughs> let's go 10, 10 seconds of silence. And Lincoln, don't, who don't don't cut this out. Don't you dare cut all ten <laughs> seconds out, because ten real time ten seconds real time of seconds of silence where we are actively thinking about Vin Diesel. I'm even going to put the cover up on your guy on my camera so that you guys can look at Vin. <laughs> 10 seconds. And let's uh, encourage our audience to do Please the same. Please do the same, everybody. We'll find our funny together. Uh, and so in 10 seconds, starting right now. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> you may be seated. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> can we can we can Lincoln can you just like edit out all noise right there so for 10 seconds people are like actually trying to figure out like if their headphones are broken or if the podcast is frozen <laughs> <laughs> or or I was imagining I would like fade in and out like distant Vin quotes <laughs> like like welcome to the Sanders we're family we're family but I think that's just going to happen in, mm, in his mind, gonna, in, in the audience. I mean, mind. that's what happened in my heard that, so I don't know. Preston. So getting back so, to yeah, this the movie, movie. The movie, um, they crash, crash lands. Right? Um, Both of Cypher's legs are broken. Sorry, Cypher is uh, Will's character's name. Um, Cypher Rage, <gasps> I do believe. Could, uh, I could, and he, he named his kid Keto. What did he name his uh, kid? Kai. Kyber Crystal. Uh, Katai Rage. <laughs> Katai. <laughs> yeah, I love I love that he named his his kid Settlers of Catan. I thought that was a really bold choice. Um, I, I haven't met a lot of boys named Candace, but you know. I think- so uh, sorry, Preston. We're 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 being dicks over here. What did Kwanzaa do after that? <laughs> so the next thing that happens is Cipher gives a whole big speech about how both of his legs are broken. Um, Katai needs to go find the tail section of the plane to find the magical. Uh, transponder to get them rescued and then this was the greatest single moment of disappointment in my life (laughs) yeah not in the movie in my life (laughs) when i realized oh no the rest of this movie is just gonna be Jaden. yeah we're not even gonna have will smith's comforting presence it's gonna be on our shoulders on just on Jaden. just on Jaden. like i i had hoped that they would bond you know together in a in a maybe uh hunt for the wilder people sort of Mm. sort of manner I experienced that fear a little bit later on when they lost connection and I was like, we don't even get cutaways no. to Will Smith. <laughs> you know, see, that's my theory, actually, with why they they had to make this a sci-fi movie and not just a car accident on a snowy mountain. Oh, actually, no, I take that back because they could have had like walkie talkies or something and it would have been nope. a far more. Yeah, he could have been a dad driving like a Jeep and been prepared for this kind of thing. Yeah. It could have been a far or, more interesting he thing with the walkie talkie running out of battery instead of. Oh no, the magical thing got smashed. Just breaking. Oh, yeah. shucks. <laughs> yeah. And then instead of him trying to get to the radio transponder, he's trying to get to like the ranger's like station or whatever. Like he's trying to actually get to help so that they can or go like find his dad who's at the or something. Yeah, he's going to he's trying to find a lookout point or something. I will say as as someone who's written many stories in my past it's a it's a little bit of a miracle that we have any just natural on earth survival stories because every time i imagine you're writing one of those you have to think for just a second what if it was in space and there was a aliens like that thought that thought i promise you has crossed every person's mind the people who wrote twister that crossed their mind what if it was a space twister guaranteed the people by the way who made jurassic park the people who wrote jurassic park and i'm yeah. not talking about Crichton, although also Crichton, but whoever wrote the screenplay for jurassic park for for oh that is also for Crichton. one second <laughs> is it really cool. yeah so Crichton for once definitely Crichton for one second went well i already did this shit on earth what if i did it up in the space stars and but then but then there's someone else in the room who goes no the movie would cost 50 million dollars extra for literally no yeah. reason no one had that for m night m night just had his <laughs> whole say uh Jaden does a pretty sick wall jump <laughs> he does do a pretty jumps, all right wall jump he jumps up onto a log oh he climbs up he climbs up a big a big cliff so mm. preston go ahead tell me how is this climbing he makes it to the top so i assume it was at least okay yep burr, 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 burr. preston's climbing corner <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I have nothing bad to say about the climbing necessarily. Um, the climbing at the very end where he's like pushing against one side of the crack, like, like using opposing pressures on the rock to make upward ascent. Um, uh, that was definitely very realistic and well done. Um, that's called stemming. Um, so yeah, it was fairly realistic climbing. So actually. just realistic in the sense that yes, that right. does happen. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that he did do that. He probably did do that in real life as yep. they filmed it. Well, he was trying to run away from having to be in this movie. And they said, hey, this will be fun if we just record this and mix it in the movie. <laughs> Get back here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. How often do you see a monkey and want to throw a rock at it? Because <laughs> Jaden apparently is on the daily That's... because that was his first instinct when he sees a dangerous animal. He's like, I'm going to throw a rock yeah, at it. Yeah, that boy didn't think about it for one second. Not, he was like, good monkey rock gets rock. That's what happens. Choice. Rock beats rock. monkey. Paper rock beats rock. Beats monkey. Lizard beats paper. It's all full circle. I also I'm I take umbrage with oh here he is. I take umbrage with the fact that um he gets a leech, but in the part that that was clearly and I have this confirmation, uh shot like in California, in northern California, in the redwoods. Yes, like, there's like redwoods. This, this uh-huh. was shot near my wife's like childhood home and and so she was like, I have been to these places. And he gets a leech there and not where you would say find a leech in the rainforest that's apparently like four miles away, which I think is both of those things are insane. And I think it's wildly upsetting that he gets a leech when he like touches water one time and not when he's falls actively asleep in water another time. That's <laughs> yeah, that's true. And especially that he's like splashing uh, and like the running through the water and like constantly moving. Yeah. And it's it's water that's cold enough that the monkeys don't want to swim through it as he's running away from it. Yeah. <laughs> Those are bad, by the way. I, I feel I do. like it's such a it's such a like we've we've already said the CGI is bad, but like the CGI monkeys are worse than bad. They're bad. They're they're quite bad. There's so he gets the leech. I love he he's on radio with with uh the Fresh Prince the whole time. And he's like talking through he's like, You're gonna have to have to inject yourself with the antitoxin. I also love the antitoxin. Like there's one. Yeah. Like <laughs> the, inject yourself with the antitoxin. It just works against all of them. So maybe that's just like the future. I don't think it does. Then, I think it works against like, that I can't one specifically. It. <laughs> and it was just very, very lucky. Yeah. And I like that it's like you have to put this in in series. Even though <laughs> yeah. you have to put them in like uh-huh. right after one another. So they're just going to get mixed in your bloodstream and do. Yeah. Like what is, what is the, the like thing. half a second of also, but I love how he goes, you have to inject. And you're like, okay, he's going to have to inject. Himself. And then, and then big whale goes, you have to direct it. You have to inject it directly <laughs> into your heart. Like, Oh wow. There's an escalation right yeah. there. Boy. <laughs> I thought that scene was okay. You know, actually thinking back like on the- it, it's like the only time that there's like sort of stakes with him like oh there's like, some tension I can't feel my hand and he has to like yeah and being like it. you have to roll over on it yeah that there's something there uh-huh. it did remind me of the scene in hitch when will smith <laughs> drinks all the benadryl that's a, and his face gets all a, swollen it's a it, it's kind of funny that Jaden's face when he is swollen his face has an allergic reaction looks very much like will's allergic reaction it face. runs in the family <laughs> any smith actor has to have some sort of allergic reaction big puffy face and they knew Jaden's uh-huh. probably not going to do a lot of these, so we got to get it in this one. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get this one happen right now. Oh, and he he uh, so Jaden he recovers, but he breaks his his little special oxygen capsules, yeah. which 
let's maybe talk mm. about that. Yeah. The fact that they're on Earth and there's just abundant plant life and yet there's not enough oxygen. Yeah. That Preston. <laughs> Do you, press it, do you know press anything? It, you know stuff. Obviously, John doesn't, but maybe you do. <laughs> My only theory is Jaden was born on the other planet, which maybe has a higher oxygen density, so he's not adapted to Earth. Wouldn't that be like me, someone from sea level going up to like yep. Colorado? Like they don't right. need to be on oxygen. Right. Hey, Lincoln, have you have you ever met someone from sea level coming to Colorado? And can you tell me that they don't tell you every day? Like it's kind of tough to breathe out here. Yeah, but they don't die. Nah, I mean, <laughs> they complain about it with air. They complain about it with air that they just breathed in. <laughs> right. See, see, Lincoln. Actually, you know what? I do have an explanation for this. Um, the movie needed stakes um, beyond <laughs> the giant monster that can smell fear running around in the woods trying to get you. Um, apparently that wasn't stakes enough, so they just had to introduce this little thing um, so the movie would have stakes so they don't have to bring the monster out too early. You know what the problem with those stakes are, though, is that this movie expected me to be paying enough attention to count how many it says and not just trust that Jaden would say the correct number, because I didn't. I didn't do that for one fucking second. It never crossed my mind to even double check that. So when it like when he was like, oh, there's actually two. I was like, you bitch. Why'd you why why do that to me? Like, why would you do that to me specifically? Also, Jaden, why are you lying? What do you hope to gain from lying to your dad about this? Yeah, like, you know. Your dad's gonna be like, oh shit, you don't have, you have less than we thought you had. That's bad. Jade's like, yeah, it is yeah, bad. It's not, it's <laughs> like, not like, I don't know what, what the consequence if, was. If that, Let's adapt our if plan. If that had happened, if he had broken those after he like disobeyed his dad's order, that would be a thing. Mm. That would be something where you're like, that would actually be interesting. Sure. I can see why he would hide that. But at this point, he was just like, monkey gets rock, we go. Oh, and so the Will Smith has like a heartbeat monitor on Jaden and he can look and he there's a like this little scene where he's like how much oxygen do you have and Jaden's like four but and then he sees his heart rate go up and then he's like oh and then you see Will Smith presumably is imagining oh I think my son is lying and then I thought I was going crazy because they do the exact same scene again yeah with, with no changes he had to double check <laughs> and it's like wait didn't we just see this scene <laughs> did we just see this exact scene i wrote at this point in my watching i wrote there's lots of small things wrong with this movie <laughs> but when you add them all together you get a select few big things wrong with this movie <laughs> did any of you know that his suit had a wingsuit in it okay the only w- i did know this but the only way that you could have known that is by looking at the stats, I don't know why I recognize this, but I couldn't count capsules that were clearly shown for me to count. But like behind Big Willie, there's there's a screen that has some stats on his suit, and it happens to show a wingsuit expanding at one point. I feel like I also but it's like saw mid. That. That's good. Okay, yeah, it's it's like mid dialogue, so it's at no point were we supposed to just assume that he had that for sure. But you could know. <laughs> okay, I did know, and in fact, that whole scene, I was like, okay, so the answer is clear jump off the thing like it's it's it it is so obviously built as a jump off point in a video game that it's like just jump just jump (laughs) there's somewhere i don't know where it was in the movie but there's definitely somewhere that i said i feel like there's a direction that this movie could go that i actually like and that scares me (laughs) obviously it didn't choose to do that but i was just i think that's interesting direction would that be (laughs) i don't know i couldn't tell you i I wrote that in just a fever dream of this film (laughs) 
This this uh, cliff jump scene is what I would like to refer to as the nat 20 section of the movie. Tell us about that. Well, when you're playing a, a tabletop game like Dungeons and Dragons, uh, a nat 20 means that you, your actions are rolled. You're there. When you play a game like Dungeons and Dragons, the success of your actions is determined by the roll of a dice. And if you roll a 20, then it pretty much means that it goes as well as it possibly could. And so this is the section, and it happens in a lot of bad movies, but this is the section of the movie where in order to move the plot forward, we basically have to make the character roll successive nat 20s over and over <laughs> again so that he is just on this hot streak of blind luck so that he could get to the just end. as lucky as he could possibly be. Which I, I think is a good way of looking at movies. I thought the same thing in The Creator. Like they, they fail so often in the movie and the last 15 minutes are like a dozen nat 20s in a row. Oh yeah. I feel that way about just Sony Pictures as a whole at this point. <laughs> like every movie they make yeah just, just i don't know it seems to be like because it, it's not like if, if you rolled a nat 20 on them like making a good movie that doesn't do it but like <laughs> aside from aside from morbius all of their like spider-man related movies have made quite a significant amount of money and that's not uh-huh, due yeah, to yeah. quality like that's that's not because they're tremendous films but the weird thing is they've made really good films yeah as they've well. also made very good spider-man specific <laughs> films we can't get started on that. <laughs> Now's not the time. No, we can't. This is a bad movie. Um, um I, I <laughs> This is about when he fights those the things in the nest. He fights the jaguars and I Yeah, and all the little baby birds end up dying. Every one of them beefs. I thought he was going to save literally one of them. He doesn't one? save any of them. But he does use his sword that looks like it was definitely the most expensive one at a party city, which I think is important. <laughs> yeah, at least it was the most expensive yeah. one. I couldn't believe that the movie takes place only a thousand years after humans left Earth because Shyamalan's very optimistic about how much evolution is going to happen <laughs> in a thousand years. That's true. Yeah, the flight looks terrible. That fight scene is okay, I guess. It's got one cool moment for the trailer <laughs> and then they're they're out. Yeah. Preston, I have a note that just goes, Preston? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember what I was looking at. Oh, that's what it was. He he makes a he makes a raft out of mm. logs, and it takes him fifteen business oh, seconds yeah, to complete. He's got it. And I just I want to know what's the feasibility of this log log situation. Zero reason for it. <laughs> Nothing. Like uh, speaking of, well, not reason for it, but like ability to to accomplish it in fifteen seconds, probably not. <laughs> like, Preston, what would you say is your raft time? My raft. What's time? your max raft? Yeah. If you had to, you have nothing but but logs and vines, and not even I and mean, a sword. Well, can, a can of you hours, make a raft? Probably. Because <laughs> because in movies, it's like okay, they, they take sense. like three or four logs, like loosely tie them together, and then it sits perfectly flat. When you do that, yeah. the whole raft just sort of like tacos like this, and just turns into a, a bundle. Oh of sticks. yeah. So you'd have to have ones that are going the other, right. that are at right angles. Yeah, it takes a lot of time to like lash mm-hmm. those in and like make it stiff. And- it does take a lot of time to make yep. it stiff. Um, <laughs> we uh, speaking of making it stiff, <laughs> I find it really uncomfortable that Will uh, Jaden Smith, Lil Smith, imagines his sister in like a sexy dress. I don't like that at all. Oh, when she when she visits yeah, him, I'm not in the ancestral plane. I'm not plane. for that. I think I think. 
He should have imagined her in a very comfortable hoodie, and I would have been comfortable with that. I would have been okay with that. But, like, she shows up in, like, a strapless, shoulderless dress, and I don't... Lil Smith, I don't like the implications of this. Well, did you know that that's Zoe Kravitz? Excuse me? (laughs) Yeah, that's Zoe Kravitz. Are you kidding me? (laughs) It still doesn't take away from what I'm saying, but that's insane. I no, hate that. I just, I just really needed an excuse to, to say that that's Zoe Kravitz. Say it. I'm proud of you. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> I, who I have mixed, profoundly mixed feelings. Is she one of the people that can act Shyamalan's dialogue? Yeah, really? I guess so. I guess she is, because I bought that scene. She's the fifth. <laughs> the fifth sense. <laughs> the f- <laughs> <laughs> When you said the thing about the dress, I could not have told you whether or not you were right because I don't remember. I remember that scene happening. I have no idea what it I am like. right. We have found ourselves at another of my Blade Boner TM moments where I'm just really showing what I pay attention to in these movies. But, you know. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. It's like it's a cool looking dress. It's got a cutout on one of the shoulders. She also did her hair really yeah, it's nice. A, it's for a this good scene. looking dress. But, like, imagine. Okay. Lincoln. Oh wait, we all have sisters. Yeah, okay. So imagine all of our sisters. Can you like? I'm not gonna make you picture this, but like, just I don't know. If you were to be visited by your sister in a dream, I would hope that it's not in like (laughs) something revealing. That's weird. No. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I I I understand what you're saying now that I've I've seen this image and I I was so scared and I was so afraid. I, it wasn't that I ever disagreed with you. I just didn't. I didn't know enough to know whether or not you were right. I, was, I wasn't ready for another moment of shame. Well, let's <laughs> let's let's wrap this up in a nice tight let's nine wrap and a this, quarter. This boy. Um, Thank you. So finally, we we get to the final scene where Lil Smith has to fight the big bad monster that can smell his fear. Um, yeah. I don't know. What do we What do we think about this fight? Scene? I made a note if. If I may, I made a note that says, wow, he did the one thing that they set up as an almost impossible but highly situationally necessary skill. Who could have guessed? Which I feel like <laughs> kind of sums my my thoughts up on this movie. Like, and especially that scene. Like, they they set up this whole, like, it's called ghosting. And the second they do that, you're like, okay, cool. So he's going to learn that. Yeah, this is one where it's like, it's, I mentioned earlier of like going through the song and dance of a dramatic movie. But like this movie has done such a poor job of having any sense of character or progression or, or relationships or stakes that like you watch them like perform all of the necessary actions <laughs> and yet you just cannot bring yourself to, to care about. There's what's just going nothing on. there for you. They've invested so little effort into like setting this up that when it does happen, you're like, OK, it's happening now. Yeah, honestly, 100 percent. Like, I think it would have been in, an interesting ending. I would have been genuinely surprised if he found a way to kill the thing that didn't involve doing that. I thought about that. That would, that be would have been more interesting. Yeah. That's something. That he disagrees with his dad at the end and he goes, fear is real. Yeah. Quit telling me fear's not real. Feels, fear's totally real. The monster yeah, can smell it, Yeah, it's time dude. to accept like our emotions. That would have been an interesting ending if he was like, no, we need to acknowledge mm-hmm. this instead of just pretending like all this shit didn't happen. But instead they're just like, nah, he agrees. He's going to shut down like his dad. He agrees. Fear is not real. He's gonna shut down. He's gonna he's gonna cope with the death of his super hot sister by gonna, just you know shutting away everyone. He's gonna else. cope with his smoking hot sister's death. You know, because the way this movie ends is Will Smith stands up and like he's like, 
stab me up, stab me up, and like salutes him. And then Jaden runs in for the hug. Would have been so much better if Will had gone in for the hug instead of the salute. Would have yeah. really given him any sort of a character yeah, so arc. Jaden salutes and then right, Will exactly. hugs him. Man, that would have been good. The one Boy. thing that I think is good in this movie is in the flashbacks when the alien is tearing through his family. I like that the only way Lil Smith survives is by being in this little dome of like another biome. <laughs> I think that's genuinely interesting. I think that that like that would be why the thing couldn't smell his fear. I think that's that is like the one thought in this movie that they didn't look directly down the barrel of the camera and say this is what we're trying to say and do with this. <laughs> and I think it's solid. I think there's something there. And you know the flashbacks would have been way like the flashbacks were decent. I'll give them that. Yeah. It would have been way more interesting if they would have set the sister up as sort of like the stand-in for his dad. Like, oh, dad's not here, but my sister's here. Uh, yeah, that would have been interesting. And that's a, and that's right. that's another thing that I find so infuriating with this is like the flashbacks would have been the perfect time to show that the dad used to be perfectly fine and cool, like a normal dad who loves his kids. And then he lost his kid and that turned him into this thing. But no, she's just like, wish me happy birthday and he's like fuck you and like what are we doing <laughs> you're right this movie this movie has something to say about masculinity of like this this man's trauma like he he's totally shutting down and this is not the correct way to cope but since it's conforming to the expectations laid upon him as a man he's never had any reason to want to change yeah, but instead of saying anything about that it's like isn't he cool do we not love him <laughs> do, do we not love <laughs> Billiam himself? <laughs> and we don't even like we don't even see that skill like as an asset no. for Will Smith's character. Except for I think there's no. like one little tiny flashback no. when he's like telling the story. Yeah, where he's not afraid. We just love an emotionally unavailable king. That's all I you know, that's all it is. Emotionally unavailable emotionally unavailable king. With a really, really bad haircut in this really one. Really rough. It's terrible. <laughs> during those during those scary flashbacks to his childhood and like seeing someone he loves get murdered by a creature, did you get any like nope vibes? A little bit. Just a little bit. I see I see <sighs> what you're getting at. That's a that's another one, Preston, that like this movie has some weird amount of foundation yeah. <laughs> that is explored much, much better and and in a much more interesting and fun and engaging way. In the movie yeah, and note, actually, including the emotionally distant father, it does have that. I, I see what you're saying. Like it, it, it does feel like Nope saw this movie and went, "That's interesting. What if we made that?" But it was good. Yeah. End of question. And it really, it almost hits the same beats. It even has the sun like rising above the yeah. fear. And wow, yeah. <laughs> wow is is but it's very nope good. Just after it's a very Earth? very good movie. Before Be- Earth is before what it's called. <laughs> It's 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 the weirdest series. It gets Planet Earth before Earth after Earth. I think that's such a weird call. Yes, but mm-hmm. and then Rise of the Planet of the Apes, Rise of the Planet of and the then Earth. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, Kingdom of the Planet of the Earth, <laughs> and then finally Planet of the Planet yeah, of the Earth. Yeah, Planet of the Earth. <laughs> okay, we we did it. <laughs> we we have successfully so talked through this awful movie. Are we doing it? We got Preston. I've got to say, you got the vibe exactly right for this yeah, podcast. Thank you very much. You, you have achieved what I have yet to consider the unachievable, which is figuring out a good movie for this I, podcast. I've I've found Nirvana. John, you just have to choose a movie with 
with too much money and too little okay, direction. I, That's like well, our vibe. Guess what? I have the perfect one for this Ooh. week then. This is the cinematic equivalent to walking down a sidewalk in autumn and stepping on leaves and none of them crunch <laughs> under your foot. That's way too good. <laughs> That's really they solid. They all just pathetically mush into the ground. <laughs> Uh, this, this is the cinematic equivalent of putting all the dishes in the dishwasher, putting this open, closing the thing, and then walking away and forgetting to do it, coming back a week later and going, <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> this movie is the cinematic equivalent of going to the grocery store when it's busy and somehow having to make three or four laps all the way across the store because you forgot something in that one section. <laughs> keep forgetting one thing. Oh, yeah. That's, just, that's very good. This is the cinematic equivalent to driving to someone's house and having no idea where their house is and trying to call that person. And they have no idea where you are, but they're just, like, trying to, like, get the vibe for, like, where you are. And so you're just, like, desperately trying to find common ground so you can get to this person's house. <laughs> this is the cinematic equivalent of finding out that time travel's real and actually you just you go through it and then you go to the future and it's exactly like it is right now <laughs> nothing has changed in a hundred years this is the cinematic equivalent to getting invited to a party showing up and not only are you do you not know anyone there but it's actually secretly like a religious ceremony <laughs> this is the cinematic equivalent of going to a thrift store and finding a thing that you think might have treasure inside and then you open it and it's just it's just a bunch of mothballs this is the cinematic equivalent to being on an airplane and being a little bit nervous when the plane takes off and somebody that you've never met before who's a complete stranger reaches out and holds your hand <laughs> this is the cinematic equivalent of dealing with any government agency where you have to bounce between like four different websites to sort of maybe hopefully end up where you thought you wanted to be Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And each one has a separate yeah, form. Yeah, separate form, separate password. That you have to fill out. None of the <laughs> passwords can be the same, and you forget all of them. <laughs> so, John, what is the next movie that we're watching? We Introduce get it. Um, so, I have put, I've gone on a real soul search because I, I'm determined to nail down our energy. And I think we each bring a specific energy to this podcast. That's what's important. I can't. I can't factor in trying to bring Preston's energy and I can't factor in trying to bring Lincoln's energy. I need to bring John energy. So <laughs> diesel power. <laughs> I need to be power. diesel powered. So last time I introduced you to a movie that is very aware of its shortcomings and makes fun of it and doesn't do a whole lot throughout the movie. So this week, I have decided to uh, force you guys to watch a movie that is so religiously unaware of its shortcomings <laughs> and does so many fucking things through the movie that it's insane. So I am going to be making you guys watch Hellboy 2019. This is, <laughs> this is the remake of Hellboy. And this is the movie that I, when we started talking about this podcast, this is the one that made me genuinely go, yeah, we have to do this podcast because I, I, I love this movie, not because it's good, but, but I do love it. We'll get into all that later, but I, that, that is your homework. You, you need to watch that movie and your homework. I'm sending you guys a, a link here. Read the short story, Hellboy in Mexico. Um, and we'll talk about it. 
but I'll send you one. I cannot believe there's a short story. There's a, <laughs> this is the second short story we've been This assigned. is like Lincoln's homework, but it's fun because it's a comic book. <laughs> well, uh, thank you very much, everybody, for listening to uh, Twinkie Talk. Um, this has been a movie watching, a terrible movie watching cinematic punishment podcast brought to you by the Evening Brothers. Uh, I have been Brother Preston. I have been Brother Lincoln. I could crash you from here. And I have been Brother John. Use that shit, my dude. Huzzah. Goodbye, kids. <laughs>